Today's podcast is presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation, who are constantly trying to strengthen the Cyclone community. You can support tomorrow's big ideas with a gift today. Be loud, be proud, be a part of the movement, and donate to the college or a department that you are passionate about today. Loyal and forever true, let's all help Move What Matters by visiting MoveWhatMatters.com today. Cyclone Fanatic Sunday Night Podcast with Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams, by the way. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Mechdyne, the Mechdyne Corporation, up there in beautiful Marshalltown, Iowa. Brent, I got to go in and done it before a little bit, but I got a little bit of a tour with Hassel of the facilities, the Iowa State football yeah. facilities. And I hadn't really done it when it was all lit up and badass like that. When they got it ready for the recruits. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was really, really cool. And I, I said to Hassel, I go, look around, my friend. He goes, what am I looking at? I go, this is Mechdyne, baby. This is Mechdyne. This is Mechdyne. All this beautiful technology, the AV technology, VR solutions, the uh, software services, they do it all at Mechdyne.com. Worldwide, right there in Marshall. They are. Uh, And we really, really really couldn't um, say how much we appreciate them more than to start the Williams & Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. It's crossover season. Basketball beat a team by like 90 today. Wrestling just blanked the number 17 team in the country. Destroyed Wisconsin. Got a lot to talk about here. Let's fire it up. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. And recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. I'll be heading to Orlando on Tuesday. We have Thursday, Friday, Sunday men's basketball, women's Friday, Saturday, and then uh, obviously football at Kansas State, and then the wrestling duel against Iowa that's going to be on ESPN. Shoot. This is everything coming up. Here we go. It's fun. I love this time of year. It's It can get stressful because there's gonna, so many balls to juggle. What are you going to do Saturday? <sighs> so... Well, I'm probably still going to do Iowa State post game. Oh, yeah. Because I can just do it remotely. It'd be late. Yeah, it's going to be like one in the morning, but I'm done shows later. I Here's what I think I'm going to do. I, you know, I've always liked Florida State. Yeah. I found a Florida State game watch that's like two minutes from the hotel. There you go. And they're playing Florida. And I think I'm just going to go. Just stir it up. No, I'm going to go and sit at this bar and just watch the game. The Florida Florida State game cuz I love you 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 know me as yeah. much as I love the experience. You just you're the, an experience guy. I I don't yeah. need to talk to I in no. fact I don't want to talk to these nope. people. That's I just want to sit there. I'm going to wear like fun. neutral clothes cuz I don't I don't own a Florida State shirt yeah. to wear to this thing. What time is that game? I don't know. I was hoping, I was guessing it was 2.30. 2.30, you could just combo and it. I, in with- I could do that and then just go back to my hotel room and watch Iowa State like I normally do. But yeah, the, honestly, not taking a shot at your old hometown, Orlando's hard as far as, because I'm sure there'll be some basketball fans, and oftentimes we will throw game watches yeah. and stuff at these things. Yep. But that late of a kick, so that's 8 yeah. o'clock Eastern tip. And then hopefully Iowa State's preparing for a championship game the next day. So I I don't think I want to be the guy in charge of a game watch on Thanksgiving Saturday in Orlando, Florida. They're the 
Cyclone Club of Central Florida is pretty strong. Oh, you think they'll do my something? Guy, my guy Rich. Cool. Um, Give Rich I'll, my number. That'll yeah, be. Yeah, I'll, I'll hook I'll, him up. I've, he actually reached out to me. Cool. I didn't this weekend, and I was like, I'm not going. Let me get you in touch with C Dubs. Those um, no, that'd be great. Yeah. Those those Cyclone Clubs that are like if they're not affiliated, but they do their own like things. The Austin folks for tailgating right next to my camper, they do a great job. Those guys, Matt and all them. Yeah. Uh, I've met them over the years, and I was thinking about that. You know, we know Barry from, from Dallas. Dallas, yep. You know, all these all these guys and gals who do this, and it's just like the amount of passion they don't that get, you have. They don't get any money for it. You get no it. money Zero. for it. In it's fact, all volunteer. DFD, it takes, the DFW Club, they raise thousands of dollars a year for a scholarship for a, a student from down there to go to Iowa State. It's cool, man. It's really cool. I, I was thinking about that today with the Austin people who are next to me, and they're really, really nice. And I, I actually felt bad I didn't get to hang out with them more because I'm working. Mm-hmm. But just the selflessness of these these humans that have so much passion for Iowa State, they're not getting anything out of it, right? Like that. So you said that about – tell your guy at Central Florida to hit me up. I don't know. I know. My, it's hard. My plan was to go and watch the Florida State-Florida game. And kind of, and I, you know, big Gamecock too, right? Yeah, it's Clemson a, game. It's a loaded schedule Saturday, and then yeah, so you got obviously so Ohio State, Michigan, and hopefully I'm preparing for a championship game for for men's basketball. It's gonna be. I I think there's a good chance, but <laughs> maybe our our guy Larry Eustachy. Man, can we I, start there? Let's start there, and then we'll get into. I promise we have a lot to say about Texas. Yeah, we've. By the kind way, that Florida State Florida game is a six o'clock. Shit! So they're gonna be on the same time. Well, there you go. Just ruined my hopes oh, and sorry. dreams. I'm sorry. Maybe I can find. I bet you there's like a Michigan Ohio State game watch somewhere with those fan bases. Oh yeah, go yeah. down to that one at like eleven. That's an eleven. That's a noon. Yeah. Noon so I'll. Well, bummer. How am I going to get multiple televisions in my hotel room? I'm kidding. So. It's been a long topic on this podcast that we were longing to get Larry Eustachy on. Many of you thought I was being catfished, as we've kind of told. I this. still, up until the very moment, I thought you were so being catfished. So, this will be entertaining to people. <laughs> we give him our code. To get in on it, it's like it's all email. We're yeah. not. We don't have a cell phone. Yeah. Like we, we. No, I don't have still, his number. We don't have a number for Larry, so we're we still and weren't I, sure. I've been emailing back and forth with Larry for months now, and it, the times just never catch up. And then it's like, okay, well, we got this Tuesday, and then I won't hear from him for two weeks or whatever. So it's it's kind of like when I was hunting down Steel Jance back in the day. Yes, very similar vibe. So Larry is confirmed. Um, as of the night before, he says, send me the code. Think of it Zoom, but it's it's StreamYard, which yeah, is our studio. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. And he goes, I'll be there. So Brent and I are in there, and we're waiting on him, and Brent is just, like, exploding with joy. I am so happy. We, Larry's so about nervous. seven or eight minutes late. Yeah. And we're just, like, we're, we're actually having the conversation, when do we pull the plug on this yeah. thing? Because we just we thought we got absolutely duped here, and we don't have a number. No, you I can't, can't call. No. So all of a sudden, lo and behold, the legend pops up right on our feed. He's got this glorious long hair, white long hair. 
sweatpants on. And he could not have been more amazing, gracious with his time, humble. Um, and it came away for me, it, it was very powerful, his outlook on life, the way he views Iowa State. He said multiple times in the interview, ask me anything, yeah. guys. Because I think he felt like, hey, you don't need to go, you know, I, I'll, I can handle it. So we got into we got into it all. I'm thinking this was, will drop for the public at like noon on Tuesday ish. It it is available to Cyclone Fanatic Premium subscribers and our Patreon subscribers. They had first dibs on this on like Thursday, and I must say, it has gotten fantastic reviews. Yeah, I was, man, I was a kid in a candy store, as somebody said on the premium forums, because yes. I, I couldn't stop smiling the whole time. But it was great, and the message was really good, and it's applicable to everybody. And I just, I'm very, very proud, very proud that it actually happened, and that we could get Larry because nobody, nobody had gotten Larry on the record about no. any of this. He said some stuff in the interview that he had never said before. He said some stuff in that interview that if one of the aggregate sites pulls it, would be national news. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, I highly encourage you guys to listen to it, um, and. But the great thing is, C-Dub, I think we started a, a little bit of a foundation of trying to get Larry and that that special 99-2000 team back to Ames next year. And if that's the result that can come from that little podcast, then it would be honestly one of the cooler things that, that we could make happen in, in our careers. I sure hope so. I hope it happens. And I, I think it's very... Um, what's the word? I think it's very appropriate in 2023 to honor a guy who had a disease, right? Mm -hmm. You know, alcoholism is, you know, there's a lot of stigmas out there from the nineties that, you know, people don't necessarily believe in today. And, and he also gave us some insight. I don't want to blow it, but. You know, if, if certain circumstances in that situation, you know, Pete Taylor's unfortunate passing don't happen, maybe he's still the head coach potentially yeah. even. Like, you just, you don't know. It's really good, though. And just to hear him, this larger-than-life guy, basically be like, yeah, I was too immature for the he's job. Like, like, up. Yeah, like, it's incredible. Say, let the university down. Yeah. And I still could tell, like, still weighs on him to oh, this yeah. day, but also he, in and don't want to ruin the whole thing yeah, yeah, but yeah. without without what happened to me my life would have been drastically different and he and he basically said i'm glad it happened the way it did but i it was enjoy and thank you for appreciate everybody's co nice comments about it it was honestly one of the, the cooler hours of my life in a long time the again that is available to premium subscribers i'm also working on a way i want to be able to what from the heart here the, the reason we have so many great shows and stuff like that now and freelancers is because we use your premium dollars to put it back into the product. And it's a great, I think we do a really good job, honestly. I, I think it's well worth the value. And if you ever wanted to do it, this would be an amazing time because you get that and you are supporting us and it's... If you're a cyclone junkie or you know a cyclone junkie, you can't go without this. Just say it that way. And you could also do the we will 
Yes, so if I've you, seen a lot of people talking, and I'm like, guys, you can get both. You get both. It's not one or the other. You can give to We Will, and then you get Cyclone yep. Fanatic Premium. You, if you spend, I think it's $50 or more a month on the We Will Club, you get the premium for free along with everything else. Yep. And so on that front real quick, we just announced that it kind of got lost in the middle of the game because everyone was focused on the game. But we had Coach McCarney have a video announcement on the video board we have a donor that's going to match all dollars, dollar for dollar, up to $300,000 mm. until the end of the year. Great. Um, Max so, that out. Yeah. So we're, we need, uh, guys, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's real. We're going to talk about Jeremiah Cooper and Malik Verdon here in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but we need, we, it's, this is go time. Like, if there's ever been, I, again, I don't like asking this directly, but I'm telling you guys, this is the time. Like, the, the next two weeks, Maybe the most important two weeks for Iowa State's 2024 football season. I would agree. Because if you don't, like, and we'll get into football right now. I'll tell you this. You, if, you need to keep, like, this team is, has so much promise. all of those boys are coming back, I feel pretty darn really good, good about 2024. And so, but again, we've got a donor that's going to match all dollars up to $300,000. And you and I talked to somebody in the lots, like, does my $20 really make a difference? Yes. It's, yes, it really does. Iowa State fans have to think of it. I'm not ignore the political. I, I'm not being political here. It, the first political campaign where like crowdsourcing was a thing was when Barack Obama and his team came in and used social media, right? Sure. And like, there's great literature on this where like you have all these young people who were giving him like five dollars a month, which in U.S. political history never meant anything. But for the first time in history, you piled all that together, and it was like having like two packs yeah. behind a guy. And my point to I use that as an example on the crowdsourcing thing, because Iowa State doesn't have you know big oil money like um, Texas or A well, and M. And I'll be honest, like Iowa just announced they have they had two donors that are each matching a million dollars in their campaign. And again, we have donors that are doing. They have very two doing for, a million, and we have one doing three hundred thousand. Yeah. So, again, like thank goodness for that yeah. individual. And there's multiple individuals, yeah. by the way, that make up that amount. It's not just one person. Not that it matters, but we have to do it with numbers. And what Matt and football has proved is, gosh, you're you just you just went toe to toe with a really good Texas team. And you're you if you bring back that team next year, I think you're top four in the conference picked, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you have to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and with the Big Twelve going forward, there is no Texas, there is no Oklahoma. It's still going to have a seat at the table. The playoff starts next year. If Iowa State wins the Big Twelve, it will go to the playoff next year. Like I, I don't think it's that crazy. But I don't either. You, you gotta gotta hold on to these, and it's like I trying to and i appreciate the support of everybody already but we have see 1200 recurring donors 1200 we need to keep we i wanted to get to 2000 by the end of the year i still would love to do that but those one time everything matters and it has a direct correlation with the product you see on the field on the court i don't love the situation we're in but it is the situation yeah and we've made some progress but so was everybody else. And so it's like you got to keep keep moving forward. And, and yes, your $10 a month really does make a difference. And if you can combo it with getting a premium subscription to Fanatic, please do. It helps. Yeah. It helps Iowa State. It helps a great small business like Fanatic. And I think you'll get a really good product for it. 
There you go. Let's talk about the football game. Yes. I want to first give a shout out to your guy, Colin Newell. He's he's our guy, but he tailgates over with you. Yeah. Which is he, why. Another, man, what a year. Which is why, why I said that. Become a really good, really good friend. Very he's an elite human. Yes. And this is the time of year a lot of people are thinking about their finances. They're thinking about getting their life a little more organized. Let Colin help you with Farm Bureau Financial Services. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy's touch his ass, guys. <laughs> and I'm not saying you can do that, but I'm saying you can allow Colin, who protected Brock Purdy, to protect you as well. I hope the big wigs at Farm Bureau are okay with that, Reed. I think they have to be. There's- that's the most effective... That's the most effective ad read. There, there cannot be many other agents that can actually say that. In fact, I would say that number is zero, other than Colin Newell. Because the, 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 the <laughs> it nine, is zero. The Niner Center is not. You're not thinking anything. Right. The number is zero. zero. I also would like to thank our friends at the Ivy College of Business. They're new. Well, they're a longtime sponsor of Psych One Fanatic. They're now a sponsor on the Williams and Bloom. Sunday night podcast, and we appreciate it. Dean Spalding is our right-hand man. He is our ringer at Size House of Trivia. And I, if I wasn't 40, and I know what they would tell me, oh, it's never too late, Chris. I would consider getting the NBA. Yeah, you'd love it. The you online. would actually. I think, like, if I had time. But that's the problem. I see, can see myself just sinking into this. Everybody thing. says, if I have time, yeah. they make it really, really easy. Okay. Even for busy professionals you go. like Bloom yourself. selling me no, right now. No, it's true. Because they work around. The great thing with the NBA, it's not what you think, especially the part-time one. It's at your own pace. Oh. So you don't have to get it done in like um, X number of semesters. I just semesters. keep waiting on one of these days that maybe Dean Spalding will just give me like an honorary one. All of our Bitcoin conversations. Over the years. What an elite guy he yeah. is. We appreciate the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Iowa State loses to Texas 26-16. to 16, And I'll give you my analysis of it really fast and throw it to you. People have heard enough from me already. This was a football game that I thought Iowa State didn't play poorly in. I really loved the game plan. I thought Shieldhouse was really good. Colin plays. Uh, they didn't come out stubborn and conservative like we were, like I was worried about. Uh, the defense. I thought Haycock was masterful in the first half with the blitz packages. Yep. I thought the defensive line played maybe its best game of the year. Believe it or not. Yeah, and that first, the first three quarters in particular. They Tyler Onyetum. I said to a guy sitting next to me that. That's his NFL highlight tape right there. He was, like, he if was he's trying good. to get in, like, this is this is the game that Onyetum against that Texas offensive line uh, puts out there. So, like, there, there were so many positives. Here's the, this is what this is what happened, Brent. Like, there were plays to be made that weren't made. You know, the the one that haunts me was the Verdon dropped interception. Yeah. That would have been a really difficult play to make. It would have been. But Quinn Ewers got too comfortable, right? And you pick him off right there. You get yourself to feel the whole stadium yeah, I, changes. Those are the plays that in that game point. you had to make. And then you throw on a missed field goal, the blocked PAT two-point conversion. And at the end of the day, Texas 
probably played a B game. Like they, they weren't they weren't an A, but the Iowa State needed them to do something stupid to put them in the C range, and yes. they just never did it. Yeah, they had the one mistake, and that was that fumble at the at the ten, which yep. was a great play. That was really a Jeremiah Cooper special, yes. more so than a shot at the Texas. No, player. it was. I mean, it's just a phenomenal yeah. individual effort. I, I agree. I thought Iowa State went back and watched it again this morning. Iowa State, if it could have punched in a touchdown, you know, make it ten nothing or even ten three. Mm-hmm. I think that game's a lot different. Or great point about Ewers. He was very spotty in the first. Yeah, half. he was. He was not great. good. No. And I think if he if he throws a pick, if that place gets jumping, he starts second guessing himself because right when he got to the second half, things slowed down for him. I don't think Iowa State's pressure was as much. And I thought Sarkeesian, uh, props to him. The, the, Dude, he his, was great his, in the second his half. His second half was was awesome. Like they yeah. had they just were move it was it reminded me a lot honestly of Kyle Shanahan the Niners mm-hmm. with so much window you throw a window dressing with elite athletes mm-hmm. you can't blame Iowa State for getting lost a couple of times yeah, like they, they did a lot of good stuff you know and Verdon goes out Nickel comes in they go right at yep. him you know it's just I, I my my thing the only critique i have and again i i think i thought the game plan was great yeah, you know, I, I think Iowa State put itself in a chance to win and just didn't execute enough. And and that that Texas team, you said it from day one, they're so much better up front than they have been on both sides of the ball. Ninety three is one of the best defensive tackles we've ever seen come he, through Jack Trice Stadium. He was excellent. Um, he was excellent. I just thought that in the second half, like <laughs> I was convinced Iowa State's not stopping them again. And right or wrong, it's just where my headspace was at the time. And you're running, you're averaging like 0.4 yards per carry and you're down double digits and you're running on first and second down. And now I get it. Like, and then Shieldhouse has the balls to call the jump pass on fourth and three. Yeah. That, by the way, so Easton Dean gets the touchdown. The fake that Rocco Beck had on that play was incredible. Really like good. It was just, it was brilliant. Yep. That would be the only critique I had, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they they weren't at that point. You get down double digits in that game, it's going to be really difficult. And they just, the two-point thing sucked the life out of that stadium, right? Like the, it's the lamest juicy wiggle I've ever experienced. And by the way, I don't blame Iowa State for that. I know how that works. They had that thing queued up. That thing's going after that PAT. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice it. Everybody was criticizing it. Why would you play it after a blocked PAT? Because it's just ready. It's It's ready ready to go. go. There's nothing else to play at that point. But anyways, I was disappointed because I thought Iowa State played a pretty good game. Honestly, like they... Physically, yeah. they matched Texas. They, they, they weren't better than them, but they matched them. I thought. I thought skill. I'll say skill wise, Iowa State was was right there. Yes, Iowa State's yeah. not there in the it's trenches. Not there in the trenches. No, to, I mean, at least offensive line. That was where the game was won. Was Texas's offense and defensive lines were just really good. Yeah, and then once Ewers got comfortable, you were so concerned about all these weapons that their you had wide to, receivers are. <laughs> You had to drop a bunch of guys, and then they started running it too. Like at Texas in the second half was super, super efficient. Iowa State did get the, but then CW say that Iowa State gets a stop. They, Iowa State scores. Then the two the the block, which is a real real suck. You know that sucked the energy out of the place. But Iowa State does get a stop. Then mm-hmm. gets a stop. Iowa State has the ball fifth down fifteen to nine, 
And Rocco had the he made the two reception, yeah. He had two poor throws. He had You're two right. poor throws. One was in the first half when he had Noel at like the five and he threw it behind him. And then he had that he had him again open and he was a second late. I actually thought it was Texas's defensive line that changed the game for them early. Iowa State's offensive line was struggling to protect Rocco in that first half. And then it really became a thing. Rocco's pretty short for a starting quarterback. It's a powerful. He's not terribly short, no, but no, no, he's not. That Texas defensive line size impacted. He he had like two or three balls batted down in the yep. first half, and I felt like maybe mentally that got to him a little bit, where he, you know, was changing things up. He was not sharp. He got better again throughout the game. He just had the bad intercept. He had the bad, and I he he um. God, there's not played. a lot of D backs that are going to jump it like that guy no, did. Either. It was a great. That was a great play. Mm-hmm. And again, if you go down and score there. It's game, it's you game. know. You're on. It's on. Uh, and then you know, credit Texas. They, they. It was five play drive. Another great play call. Found the tight end on the seam, and and it was hard. At that point, you're down two touchdowns I thought against it, a really good team. I thought it was a really good college football game. Yeah, I, hard hitting. Man, there were a lot of guys that got hurt in mm-hmm. that game, mm-hmm. um, which will lead us into K State. Now, a lot of Iowa State guys got banged up. The big one was Verdon. Um, I don't think. Like, should be super optimistic about that, but it certainly doesn't seem like you. You just, you know, you go toe to toe with them, and and I listen. Sark mentioned it after the game. It was in a really interesting press conference. He said, "Absolutely, Jared Hufford's comments played a factor in our motivation, which good for them for taking that." I don't mm-hmm. blame Jared because, quite honestly, if Iowa State's up ten to nothing, which it could have been, mm-hmm. you know, is that. Is that, oh, were they that, that motivated then, mm-hmm. Texas? But then what the other thing he said is, this was a culture game for us. Two mm-hmm. years ago, we came in here and we got embarrassed and our co- culture was horrible. That was the turning point for us in our program because it was so bad that we had to invest in it. And this, this, is, this yeah. was proof, proof to them that they have turned a corner. And I thought, I give them uh, actually, bunch, major kudos. They played, they didn't let up. And they just kept grinding. And that was a physical, hard-hitting game. And softer teams a little folded. And they, they didn't. Sarkeesian's comments, some Iowa State fans were salty. I actually thought he was crediting Iowa State for showing them. You know, He, he said he took the Brees Hall quote, the five-star yeah. culture, and he, he hanged it over They're his office. All, all off-season. Yeah. And I think what he – it's easy when you're, you're sour after a tough loss to be like, oh, he's I, – I felt like Sarkeesian was saying, Iowa State does this really well. And – Right or wrong, they rubbed our face in it. Yep. Right. Yep. Like, I mean, we were printing T-shirts. We were. Oh know. yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. I could. I could see that. The Hufford yeah. thing. It, here's the deal. Like, I don't think it impacted the final score of this game, but it doesn't hurt when no, you're when you're I, coming up to 100. percent You know, and it it wasn't cold last night, but it it wasn't warm if you're from Austin either. You know, and they did have a little extra. I don't think that impacts the game, but I think a good coach will absolutely use, use it to his uh, advantage and credit Sark for I, doing it. Yeah, uh, totally. And, you know, looking back, it wasn't the smartest thing to say. Absolutely wasn't. But I, but, don't think it's, I don't think it dictated the result, but you don't. That's the thing with Texas. It had a lot to play for anyway. Mm-hmm. You just gave him another reason. And I thought those yeah. two interior defensive linemen in particular. They were good. They were just, they just, they kind of wrecked the game. It was it was. Hard to move them. Now, I will say this, interestingly, C-Dub. I know, you know, there's, there's always a, oh, if Iowa State offense would have done better. Uh, a couple things. I think Iowa State ended up with the most yards per play uh, that any team had against Texas all year. 
at 6.2 yards per play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Now, a couple big chunk plays, including the Dean one, was a, there was a reason why. I thought the game shifted a little bit. Iowa State's up 3 nothing, Or was it 3-3? Three, three? I don't remember. And it's fourth, the null catch bobble. We thought he had a first down. And then he bobbled it, and they marked him three yards short. Matt calls a timeout, mm-hmm. decides to kick a field goal. Yeah. You're at the... It was at the 30-yard line or 33-yard line. Chase misses the field goal. First missed field goal in a long time. And then Texas just felt like that was a missed opportunity. If you score there, so maybe the game's a little bit different. I wonder if you ask Matt today if if you go for it there and you try and punch in a touchdown. Like we said on Wednesday, you you want to you want to score. I think I would kind of got lulled into thinking that they could win that game seventeen to thirteen. I agree, and it just ah, that was my read it on just it. Didn't too. didn't couldn't do that. Right. that you knew I, Texas was going to get there eventually. I can walk through what I think Matt was thinking at the time, and he's like, "Hey, we're, we're going to have a lead. Yeah, and we can take a lead into halftime yeah. when we get the ball. Yeah, I I understand, yeah, but I t- same. And I thought I was struggling. I'm in there like ah, I think. I didn't know. I thought at the time, like, I don't mind the field goal here, but I'm. I didn't like it. Yeah. I wanted them to go for it, but again, I'm in a different headspace than than Matt is on the field. I was starting to watch, and it. I was just. I could see they're not going to be able to run the ball. I don't know how many more times you're going to get across the field. Yeah. Now, granted, they did they more. Did. And they had Absolutely. all these opportunities, so I was wrong there. It just. It was. It was one of those games that. You know, there's all these old things we could talk about, but at the end of the day, Texas was just better. So I, yeah, I, I slept yeah, fine. For sure. I, I slept fine. The Kansas game felt different to me. The Kansas agreed. game, I was like, God damn it. It was like, a missed, right? missed like, opportunity. I did not feel that way after this game. No. And, I, and then the other thing on the game itself, Texas is backed up third and 13 on its own 20-yard line with 90 seconds left in the half. Yeah. And that was that was huge, and man. The Ewers made a monster play. Yeah, got a first down. They go down and kick the field goal. That momentum, and then they stop Iowa State right out of halftime. Monster. Yeah, I thought that was that was a critical couple of series that you know Texas then gets a stop to open up the third quarter, scores on its first possession. All of a sudden, it's it's you know. You're, you're behind the eight ball by by double figures, and it was, it was a hard road to climb from there. I want to give a shout-out to Teraplex Ag, advanced technology, expert advice, productivity accelerated. My friends at Teraplex Ag are great dudes. Not all dudes. Some gals, too. But not only do, if you're a, if you're a farmer out there and you're wanting to get into the drone technology, the drone sprayer technology, our friends at Teraplex are experts at this they will train you and your employees to safely operate drones as well this isn't just uh buy a drone and we're going to drop it off at the farm and leave you (laughs) our friends at teraplex will no they're gonna they're gonna find the right product to suit your needs they are experts in all of this this is a growing thing this is not going anywhere if you're a farmer wanting to make some big decisions in this off season for you TerraplexAg.com, and you can see everything that they have to offer today. Iowa pig farmers are committed to teaching their children about doing the right things when it comes to pig care and the environment. As they get older, we do start to have those conversations. Well, hey, Dad, why do we do this? Learn more at IowaPork.org. We care about Iowa, too. Can I give a quick shout-out to, uh, I thought, two guys who were great. I thought Jaden Higgins had a fantastic Yeah, he was awesome. He uh, thought, you know, Worthy's a great player. I thought Higgins was as good as him. He Bramer. was yesterday. Bramer and then Bramer. 
is, some of the stuff they're doing for said, is really, really cool right now. I said this to Whitford last night, and this, this sounds crazy. I hope people can understand the context. In five years, when we look back at, like, last night's game, just whatever, is it possible that we're going to say, like, oh, yeah, Ben Bramer was the best player on the field for Iowa State? We just didn't know it yet? Oh, entirely. I mean, he – to me, he's just different, man. Like, he he's – I can't wait. I was thinking about this, and the, the, this is where your job comes into play. But I'm looking at next year with Noel Higgins, Bramer, Sama, Jackson still back. God, I hope the offensive line takes a step forward. There's no yeah. reason to think it won't. True freshman Brendan Black, who's well, I was played okay yesterday. Iowa State is projected top three in the league preseason, yeah. right? Top four, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Cam Rising did announce today, I was going to get this in our Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment, but he is coming back. So Utah's probably the pretty clear pick to be number one, well, I would but, think. But they got housed by Arizona, who's in the league, too. Yeah. I don't know. What, Arizona's got a young quarterback at that point. Arizona's pretty good, and who knows what Dion will do. God. They've that, completely. You that, know what? My that dad came off the track. My dad's hilarious on Twitter, and normally I just laugh at him. He made a really good point last night. He was, I think, delirious after driving home in the middle of the night. And he pointed out, he, I'm, I'm, all right, you know, I'm going to read my dad's tweet. I, I missed my, I, I missed thought Mike's it was tweet. A, I thought it was a great, great point. It's a shout out to my old man. Just a, a savant in the middle of the night. Well, he, he, he showed up at the tailgate lot yesterday and he was just on cloud nine. There's nobody loves the clones more than that. Guy. That was another awesome. The crowd. That's the other shout out. The students. Thank you, students. You guys were awesome. I thought the atmosphere was really, really good. Was it that was, as good of a pregame atmosphere? It was, as, it was. It was. Yes. It was as good as I've as I've seen there um, as a fan. I've only right. been a fan. Well, I've been in the booth for you know ten years previous, but it was great. Here's I thought the said. crowd was great. Just got home. Three hour drive from ball game. From end of the Ohio loss to tonight, Iowa State has come a long ways. Played a top 10 team pretty tough. We lost, but we made them earn it. We are young, but getting better. Always great attitude and effort. Compare this team to Colorado. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. That is very profound, Dad. Because I was watching Colorado on Friday night, and it's like, Jesus, like they've just quit. They're not even. They don't want to be there. They don't. They are done. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think it's a cautionary tale in your world where we what, look at USC right now. You take away the carrot at the end of the road and the rabbit doesn't, doesn't care run. as much anymore. Yeah. You know, and it, it is very fascinating to watch. We saw this with basketball a lot last year. Like, you know who the high, the high dollar teams are. And you can watch them kind of have like turmoil and stuff like that. It it is fascinating. I thought Dad made a great point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and and think of all these idiots. And I'm sorry, I'm calling out the national media that completely overhyped this Colorado team at the and after the first quarter of this year. I mean, there there were morons out there that actually thought they were a top fifteen team. Yeah, or like should be in the playoff conversation. It's like no. And looking back, they beat TCU in Nebraska. Okay. Yeah, and you go through their schedule, and it's like they've been competitive, and then they just quit. They they've quit. They they quit last week. This get, was my season is over. God. Now go they're going to go to Utah this week. They're just going to get house my in that game. Goodness. Utah just got its ass kicked. Whittingham's going to have yeah. their attention. That's a lock of the lock, week. Lock that. I don't even know what that number is. Don't lock just it in. blindly bet it. Well, yeah, Thirty points or less. Lock it up. 
but yeah, I think, uh, man, that's what that you're right. Good Chris, job, the, Dad. Good, good job, Mike. Um, and I think that's what's interesting is you see teams like Florida State, Kansas, um, kind of rebuild their teams in NIL mm-hmm. and been effective doing so. Uh, Texas, Texas, another great example. Yeah. Texas literally probably spends Texas and Georgia spend as much as anybody. Look at them. Okay, so there is that. But you can't do the NIL portal thing and not have the culture part. Mm-hmm. And that's where you give credit to Norvell at Florida State, Leipold at Kansas, and uh, Sark at Texas. It, when you, pardon the term, but when you get a bunch of mercenaries in, it getting them to buy in completely like they've been there for a long time is hard. I say give a lot of credit. Just move to basketball with what TJ's done mm-hmm. with transfers. That's a hard thing to do. When you, when you, Actually, it's one thing if you're there for three years and you're bought in and you know all. When you're there for a month, and it's it can be difficult. So I I think it'll be interest, interesting in general if we'll see more or less movement in the portal uh, because you've had you've had a lot of these schools now it's a chance to to get more support and kind of raise some funds. But then you know those big dogs, Chris. Those big dogs are going to have. Upwards of ten, fifteen million dollars to spend on football teams. That's Did, what that's what they're working with. I so actually we'll told, see if they use it. I told TJ earlier this week in a private conversation that I'll kind of make public. You need to ask I was, him first. No, nah, he won't care. I told him how impressed I was with how just what you're saying. It was at, I just I talked to him after the um, the Idaho State game. Yeah. And I said, it just, it's incredible. Like, I have a hard time managing four employees, mm-hmm. three, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's the hardest part of what I do on a daily basis. And what they're doing is bringing in, like, eight new guys every year and completely reinventing. What, if you watch them now, they look like a different program than they did the last two years. Absolutely. And he's got... Five-star talent, like, diving for loose balls up 30 against Idaho State on a Sunday morning. Up 50, up 50 yeah. today against and Grambling. I, yeah, I just, I told him, I was like, I'm just blown away, dude. I, I'm so impressed by how you guys have been able to 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 keep these guys so hyper-motivated the way you have at all times. Like, it's it, it really is special. Yeah, it's a hard, I think being a head coach has never been harder. It's one, the, the potential of keeping and retaining your roster. But then when you bring, you're going to have a bunch of new faces, integrating them within the, the team. So, but that's why I think Iowa State um, with with Matt and TJ, two of the better relationship type guys. Like it's, it's, they get it. They know what they're doing. Like that is the first priority is get guys that want to be here, that fit our team. We'll figure out the, the other part. And then I mean, there's been some stories of where Iowa State has turned down some some kids that want to commit there because they don't think they're going to be a good fit, even though they're talented enough. But they the, the, they didn't want the squeaky wheel interrupting the, you know, being, being a problem. So, yes, I think that's a big part of it. And I'm just fascinated in general. And I know it's, it's, you know, it's coming to a head here in two weeks, but how aggressive some of these big dogs get in the, in the portal because you do risk. Anytime you bring somebody new in, you risk upsetting the apple cart and the culture you already have existed. So it's going to be a fascinating uh, month. Look at us just going deep. Ah. 
We're not even drinking Cody no, Rhodes. No, this is a very sober podcast. Actually, uh, shout out to a guy, uh, our, our buddy Steve Kemp brought him over there, Scott, a big Cyclone fan, and he he's from Denver, okay. and, and he told me he drove to the game, and he said that he he drove around Ames looking for the Cyclone Fanatic Cody Rhodes bottle like all day on Friday. And he found he found it. Yeah, yeah. I thought he said he bought like three bottles of Cody Road. Awesome. Which I thought that was really cool. So, so my buddy Shawnee Jenks came to the tailgate, mm. and somehow Old sports fanatics producer over on Kicks. I don't know? know how some somebody somebody had shown had taken a picture of Ames Lager, and then also had a bottle of Malort. Ugh. Have you ever had Malort? It's horrible. I've never had Malort. It's the single worst alcohol. So I, I said I'd never had this Johnny Janks, so he brought it. It's literally the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Like I... Was somebody saying that Ames Lager sucks? No. No, somebody literally bought... No, they they, they must enjoy the Malort. They I don't know why like they... Malort? Who buys Malort? Who yeah. does that? It's, that thing is... It's like liquid fire it's in It's like gasoline. Yeah. It's horrible. Why do people buy that? Does some, can somebody comment? Does anybody actually like that stuff? It was honestly like it was, it was is horrendous. It was horrendous. It was horrific. It was a horrific tasting beverage. Thank thank goodness I had the Ames Lager to chase it because it would have been a bad day. It would have been a bad day. <laughs> Never thought Malort who, would, would who, work its way well, into who, the conversation. Who made that? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to and drink it's, this. It's, I'm going to drink genuinely this. Genuinely terrible. I don't know. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. They need an evaluation. Let's do our Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment, shall we? And look around the league. The conversation about Big 12 championship game is now um, not necessary with Iowa State, but that's okay. Uh, shout out to Wiffles Hybrids. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffles, baby. See Wiffles gear all over Jack Trice yeah, Stadium. Saw, yeah, you really do. do. And they yeah. have that really cool logo with the corn. It. Good job out of whoever designed those yes. things, Trista. Assuming it's you. Awesome work. Uh, Texas, Iowa State, we've covered. The, man, the BYU should have beat Oklahoma. And I don't know. I didn't really look, go and look what happened to Dylan Gabriel, but he didn't play in the second half. This BYU quarterback, whoever calls plays for BYU should be fired, by the way, because they were running yeah. at will on this Oklahoma defense, and they call this, you know, Five and out on the two-yard line, a 100-yard pick six. Oklahoma wins it on that play alone. The, yeah, you know, real quick, you mentioned Iowa State's out of it, and they are. Could still end up in a tie for second, though. Mm. But Oklahoma would get the tiebreaker. If both the Oklahoma schools lose, um, then Oklahoma gets gets the edge for the tiebreaker for some reason because that would be then potentially C-Dub. It would be a tie with Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and West Virginia. Obviously, Iowa State has to beat K State. So, um, but yeah, I don't believe there is a scenario. Let me let me run this real quick. One more one more scenario generator. Yeah, Iowa State's not getting in, even if West Virginia loses and it's only a, a four way tie. Um, then Oklahoma State gets in. So, a lot to be determined with the tiebreakers, but Iowa State will not be playing down in Arlington. Kansas State, Iowa State's next opponent. But but if Oklahoma would have lost that game, yeah, next week would have still very much been in play. Really huge. Wow. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So that these that, big conferences are going to ruin these championship it's, games. It's, oh, sorry, it's already confusing. Yeah. To, uh, like it, literally, Iowa State 
Well, I would make the argument that these championship games were ruined a long time ago. If Oklahoma would have lost to BYU, Iowa State would could, with a win over K State would be in the championship game. That's how close it was, even without even with a loss to Texas. Crazy. Yeah. So who's probably going to be in there now? Oklahoma State. Um. Uh, let's let me. So let's just do. Let's Te- do, we'll do picks. O- Oklahoma TCU. Who do you think wins? Oklahoma. Okay. Texas will win. Beat Texas Tech. Doesn't matter. There. Texas is in. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State. See Oklahoma State. Kansas State. Right? Oklahoma State play host BYU. Let's just say let's just say K State beats Iowa State. I just for the point of this this which I think here. they will. And let's see what we got here. Then we we got then we have Texas and Oklahoma State because it'd be a three way tie between Oklahoma State Oklahoma which I guess and K I'm okay State with and they beat they them both played this year yeah. and it'd be kind of cool to see Gundy just lose his mind on Texas. Yeah, I, I I think though. Either if it's Texas Oklahoma, eh, it'd be good. It'd be fun to watch. Not from a no because we don't want we don't want that. No, it's a bad. It's look. a bad look. Um, but then K State, I think K State could give Texas a game. I think again. Brent, I think that right now, if I had to power rate the Big Twelve, like how they're playing right now, yeah, Texas is obviously number one. But I think Kansas State's right there. They with played them. with they they one A one B. They played with fire yesterday though. Yeah, th- right? well. Rivalry game, you know, yeah. you go into there and Texas or Kansas has quarterback problems, yep. and uh, they they got out of there alive. They did. Eight and three, six and two in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma State was screwing around with Houston for a while. Yeah. Got down big in that first half. Uh, beat them forty three to thirty. Cincinnati, West Virginia, and Neil Brown, great great job out of him. Yeah, this for year. sure. I mean, he uh, he'll be back. Our guy Dave Aranda, not not so great. Brent, they're not even competitive. They're, they have they have mailed it in. Who wins if they play Colorado right now? I'm not sure. Baylor. I don't know. I think Colorado would be minus four. Texas Tech uh, with the win over they get bowl eligible. Twenty four twenty three over UCF. It's going to be an interesting bowl situation now. For Iowa State, I, and so people, a couple of people asked me, "What are you thinking?" I don't know. I honestly, so we don't think complete. We're not thinking shoot. Memphis is the favorite. I don't know. It's so hard to know because it's so. A couple of them have Kansas going to Memphis. There's no way. I don't think they would take Kansas over Iowa State. I don't think so either. Because Kansas went there last year. Yeah, I, that's not going to. What happen. if Iowa State six and six and Kansas is eight Hassel four? talked I mean, to the Memphis guy who he said like, if Iowa State can be there, we're going to grab them. I. I would. I think that's the the leader in the clubhouse. I'm, I'm planning on Memphis, um, but it would be interesting if again Kansas at eight and four. Do they get? Does the Big Twelve pressure Liberty to take them over six and six Iowa State? I have no doubt that the Liberty Bowl would rather have Iowa State, but that's a two game difference. It's not one game. We've seen teams jump one game difference. Two could damn be Ohio game. Yeah. Sorry, my kids are going crazy in yeah, the they, background. They're having a great time. Everybody, hey, you know. Good for them. They're actually playing. Together. Yeah, they're actually being no, nice to each no other. Crying. This is a good thing. Let them have fun. But yeah, I think I would say Liberty's still the leader. Um, and I would say Phoenix would be in second place God, right now. I don't want that game. It's the day after Christmas. You can't we can't do a charter to that. No. Nope. Yeah, we so will, I would say what we'll, we would do one for Memphis. I think Memphis Memphis is interesting. Well, we can do buses. Yeah, we for, could be in, I'd be curious people's thoughts on that. Would you want a bus trip, or do you just want to go on your own? 
I think you offer it to both, and you lower your expectation. Okay. Because I'm psych one fanatic, and we will are planning to do one together. Yes, but only if it makes sense. If it makes sense, I don't think we're going to do Phoenix. I don't think we're going to do Shreveport. I don't think we're going to do Houston. Houston, eh. you have you you leave on the twenty six, and you be one. It'd be two nights because the game's on the twenty seventh. Yeah, you damn well better not have any snow. Correct. You know. Um, but the but for sure if somehow Iowa State if Iowa State I am sick and tired of these if, Big Twelve bowl games. If by Iowa the way. State well if Iowa State beats K State, I think Alamo will still in play. Do you have insider information? No, I just think I'm I know they would want to have Iowa State back. Yeah, and which if, would be against a really good Pac twelve team. Yes, yes, whoever it is, like I mean, an Oregon State or yeah. A, I mean, I was if you're in that game, you're a at least a touchdown underdog. Probably, yeah, probably four to eight. I, I, this is a no-brainer. Go to Memphis if you can. I would say go to Memphis. Yeah. Get as many people down there. Iowa State yeah. fans will make fun anywhere they go. Yes, you're probably going to have an SEC opponent. It, yep. Like just go to Memphis. I think I think that would be that would be a great, great. It, there's no better option. No. You don't want the day after Christmas in Phoenix. Houston, like Houston, would be a better opponent, but who cares? Go to Memphis and party. Yeah, I think that's the plan. I'm so sick of these Big Twelve bowls. I don't this like tier that Iowa re- State's well, always. That, yeah, they're they're going to have to redo it all because the playoffs going to screw everything up. The the Memphis is the best bowl experience that I've ever been to. I still think Alamo was better. Alamo was badass. I forgot about that. Yeah, because it's like Kansas City in one location. Yeah, and you had Leach. And Leach was there. Remember that whole, that, in the, 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 you're right. The Alamo was awesome. The Alamo Bull guy shotgun to Bush Light when the Bush Light thing became a big deal. Yeah. I do remember that. that yeah. Was, that was quite the, quite yeah, the I forgot. Alamo's better books. But here's my point Memphis actually cares about that game. Oh, yeah. Iowa I, State I, fans are beloved down there. I am, I am Team Liberty Bull. I would I would have a blast. I'm, I, would I have don't a give time. a crap about just, Phoenix. What I don't care. I'd rather go where it's a fun experience where all these Iowa State fans can get to. Nobody's going on December twenty sixth. Yeah, people aren't going. I mean, you know, I see. I'm not. Cry. I don't know. If I'd be. It'd be hard for me to miss Christmas. I'm not doing that. Know. It's my oh. job. Yeah. I mean, we would send somebody there. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. Connor doesn't have kids and stuff. He'd sign up to go to that. But like, I, you know. So to be determined. Uh, that will be announced. By the way. The Sunday after the Big 12 championship game. So it won't be, we still got a couple weeks. So to be determined on the bowl trip. Quick shout out. We, we mentioned it. We're going to get into basketball wrestling beat number 18, Wisconsin, 42 to nothing today. Holy cow. So dressers just got this, this thing going. Is man. this the year? It might be. I think this might be the year. Iowa, Sunday. So we did some talking to the wrestling sports information director, great young guy. Um, and, and we were, if Iowa state were to play in the championship game in Orlando, oh. it is back to back. So it would be clone basketball leading into a, Iowa, Iowa state wrestling. Sunday. If Iowa state plays on Sunday, it'll be at noon, right? In Orlando or one o'clock Orlando one time. One o'clock, I think, and then the wrestling is right at no, at yeah, noon to two. Yeah, noon, noon to, to two, two Iowa time. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Man, that'd be pretty, actually that'd be pretty neat. Next weekend's good, or this whole week, great Iowa State week. It's a crazy week. 
Well, we're working overtime for you so, guys this week. Iowa State just destroys a top twenty ranked team. Didn't forty two to nothing, and you're starting to see, man, the pieces might be there. I don't. Well, again, I don't like bringing up gambling, but Iowa State might be favored against Iowa. Oh, I think they probably are because Iowa's got a bunch of losses with the the gambling I, thing, right? Circle will put out a line for it. Okay, what's I mean? What are they? Where are we at? Let me. Where are we at wrestling rankings wise? Uh, Iowa State's ten. Okay, and Iowa's above them. Yeah, right now. I I think Iowa State's probably. I mean, I, I think they're for sure a top five team. Right. I, I really. I, I think realistically, if you ask most really dire wrestling people, they are a top five team in the country. I. Uh, when's the last time Iowa State beat Iowa in the duel? I can tell you, I was there. Our freshman year of college. Was it really that long ago? It was in Hilton, yeah. Holy cow. So 2004? Three? Three. <sighs> it was first year. As, As a I, coach? I think. So that might have been five Four. or six. Four. Wow. I don't know. Okay, but so it's been... I don't know if Kale was the coach. It may have been Bobby Douglas still. I don't know. Okay. It's, so it's been a we long got, time. We got the diehard wrestling folks yelling at the radio. Yeah, I'm radio sorry. Ra- I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. But no, I think... Uh, but then my point is it's been that long. I, I am, it's almost 20 years. I am excited. I think I think, I think think this might be the year. Um, but regardless how... I'm probably not going to get to watch it because I'm going to have to jump on a go. plane. Um, last year was 2004. So that was Kale's first year. I don't know. Can you fact check me on that? Second, do do I don't? I'm going to say that's still Bobby Douglas, but we're going to find out here. Well, I remember covering Bobby Douglas's retirement press conference, so that tells me that it had to be 2004. Kale's first year at Iowa State was man. He's got a long Wikipedia. This Kale Sanderson. He's kind of an accomplished guy. Uh, he began wrestling as a special assistant in 2004. Yes, I knew he was there. His head coaching was 2007. Oh, okay. So I was way off. He was a coach. Yes, he just he was on the staff. He was not okay. the head coach. I knew he was there. There you go. Okay. Yeah, Iowa State's due. And it, uh, that's going to be a fun one. I'm going to be locked in. Real quick on basketball, there's not a ton to analyze other than the Hassan Ward conversation. Yeah, which, which is a bummer, but also... Could portend to good things, I think, for Iowa State, which I can get into. Iowa State beats Grambling 92-37. to 37. Grambling wanted to be anywhere but at Ames. Terrence Lewis' big return to Hilton Coliseum. He had six points. 0 for 2 from 3. T. Lou. Do you know, uh, do you know what the Remember the, the, the again, T, Terrence, uh, always a nice person. But do you know he hit the quote-unquote game winner against Oklahoma State in Kansas City and then flexed his guy, went down the court, made a game-winning basket for Oklahoma State, and then the world shut down with <laughs> COVID. That was the last I'd, That was the last Iowa State sporting event, the I'd, Terrence Lewis flex game. I had forgotten about that. And then then the, the tournament shut down. And then, then right after that, Rudy Gobert got COVID and... Everything went to heck in a handbasket. I remember that. I I remember we thought Hoiberg was going to die. Yeah, the same night. It was terrifying. It was the same night. We were like, ironically, I went. I go out to a bar after the world shutting down from COVID <laughs> in downtown Kansas Pri- City. Priorities. 
Well, we didn't know. We didn't know it was like a... We had no idea what was about to happen. Anyways, I'm texting everybody to make sure Fred isn't going to die. Like, I was terrified. I was, it was just the flu. But we didn't know. No, we're we're like, he's, yeah, got he's got this he's mysterious got, disease. <laughs> What's going to happen to the mayor? Freaking out. And then Yang was in the locker room with... We were all worried for Niang, too, because he was teammates with Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And we thought might be oh, it for, Jesus. For, that might be it for George, George. too. Yeah. But yeah, not not a whole lot from that game. Other so real quick on the Hassan thing. Yeah, we need to talk about that real quick. Broken foot sounds like not ideal, and because those things, even when you get back, it's going to take a little time to ramp up. And I thought Hassan was doing an awesome job of being a game changer at the best rim protector on them for sure. And it won't show that won't like this game doesn't didn't impact anything because Grambling was small. You will want Hassan Ward when you get into Big Twelve play. Well, you will want Hassan Ward this week. If you play Texas A and M or exactly like that, you're, you're gonna miss. They're him. gonna miss him big time. However, however, you're gonna take. I think you will take a lump or two without him. I think though, it's not coincidental that Omaha played his best game as a Cyclone this afternoon. So he looked a lot more comfortable, and it, you get a lot more comfortable. See, by playing more, and Omaha is the natural guy that will get. A lot more minutes. Full disclosure, I didn't get to watch the game yet. Coming back and solo dad and all that stuff. What kind of points did he score today? I saw he was like five of six. Was yeah. Was just around the rim? What did he do? No, uh, mostly around the rim. Junks, layups, but well, also a couple he's drives, free throws. Okay. And that's just, encouraging. And what what most encouraging to me was not his offense because he's that's what he's going to do on offense. It's not yes. He's not Milan dropping in twenty five footers, but where he's going to be super valuable is on the defensive end. That that's where Ward changes the game. Ward was never an offensive player anyway, so it's like don't worry about the offense, Omaha. But what Omaha did a really good job of today was playing really hard defense, rebounding without fouling. The first three games as a Cyclone, he was going a million miles an hour and was running into everybody and honestly just causing, like the Tasmanian Devil, just causing havoc and got a lot of fouls. He I, I, he was played a super clean game, um, great defense today without fouling, and he's got the length. It's not Hassan Ward length, but it's enough length, and then Trey King continues to want to lead the league in rebounding. I think Trey so. King's special this year. I th- he he just looks... Like it. But he's not he's not huge. I think that's where they're going to have to go small. They're going to have to go smaller yeah. sometimes. But uh, Momchilovich and Blue's rebounding is the biggest key. Those two really need to rebound. And then Omaha's got to play really smart defense without fouling. Today was a good step for that because he's going to get tested, and they're going to need him this week for sure. Blue's going to be big down in Orlando if Iowa State wins that tournament. Yeah, that was my first. We're on the same page. I don't think this hurts Iowa State long term because I think if you get Omaha more run, um, it's a good. I just thing. want Hassan back but healthy. I, That's totally. Like you how want how long is that going to? Well, I don't know. They said it'll be the non-conference. Uh, you're not going to see him until January. I even think that could be aggressive. I don't. Again, broken. I'm not a orthopedic person, but I think you're looking at six to eight weeks probably. That guy come by my tailgate. All the way from Amsterdam. He's from Amsterdam? He lives in Amsterdam. He came to the game. Listen to the show? He does. Name's Martin. Great guy. We, we shared a names logger. 
And I said, bet you can't get it. this in the, in Amsterdam. He said, no. What does he do in Amsterdam? Uh, it's like, he's business. This business, logistics, I think. We imagine that road trip all the way from Amsterdam to see what? Texas. Go to the Amsterdam Bowl. Let's go to Amsterdam. Martin would host us. Good guy. Nice guy. We enjoyed the names logger. Try I have Webwise. no idea what it has to do with Benny Hill, and but it just made me think about that. Trywebwise.com. Need a new website for your business, nonprofit, whatever you're doing. Don't get ripped off. Promise you, there's big agencies out there. They will try and screw you on this. You don't have to. Trywebwise.com. Real quick on basketball. Iowa State now ranked first in Bart Torvik. Analytical rankings just based on Is this year. Is that worth me paying money for Bart Torvik? That's pretty good. I mean, I already have Ken Palm. Do I need that? No, no. It's it's a lot of the same stuff. But that that filters out last year. Just this year. Just the performance from this year. Iowa State is currently ranked first on Bart Torvik. Number one team in the country, right. baby. Iowa State is an 11.5 point favorite to Kansas State. Dog. I think that is... V- Dog. Huh? You said favorite. Dog. Dog, yeah. Sorry. I think that's a very appropriate line. It's open at nine. So it's gone... Yeah, I'm not surprised. You talked about the physicality after playing Texas. Um, Kansas State probably underperformed against that Kansas quarterback. May have impacted them. They've been lights out at home. That's a, that's a fair line. Well, and then they're still... They still have Big 12 So Malik Verdon... Being out in this game is brutal. Yeah, if he is out, it safety like support in the run is. game never more important than when you play Kansas. Yeah, State. although they haven't run it as well lately, still very good. But yes, um, Jamal Patton's going to have to have a big day. Black Friday, TCU at Oklahoma. Oh man, Oklahoma 12, 13. Good job. I'd play the Sooners. Well, depending on Dylan Gabriel, I guess. Yeah. Uh, UTSA is at Tulane. Roll wave. Sounds like he might get the job. UTSA guy at AM. Yeah. That would be a good hire for them. So a little less flash. A little less flash. Some Man, this could be good for them. Um, at Tulane? Yep. Tulane's a four point favorite. Two and a half. You win. Texas Tech at Texas. This is a tricky spot for the Longhorns. This tech team's just gritty they're enough just, to. There you know. <clears throat> He's a good um, coach, McGuire. I think. I think so too. I will say Texas is a eleven point favorite. Thirteen and a half. Ugh, close. <clears throat> uh, Michigan, Ohio State at Michigan. Michigan, Ohio State at Michigan. Michigan is a five point favorite. Four. Houston at Central Florida. Should I go to that game? No. Should I head on over there and watch? What time? Uh, 11 o'clock on Saturday. I could well, totally could. pull it off. You could. Just boo Dana. Dana's I, my guy. He's my friend after the oh, book that's thing. right. Remember? I do. Should I go to this? Tweet at me if you think I should go to this it's and make not, content out of so it. So the problem is, again, I know Orlando. Lived there for a couple years. The UCF campus is not near Disney. It's on the uh, it's a, like different suburb. How long of an uh, Uber? Twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Uh, that's doable. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd rather just camp out and watch yeah, all the I don't, games. I'm not going to this okay. game. Yeah, I don't. I do not. And want the bounce, to. the bounce house is fine. It's a nice environment. I don't want to go to this game. Okay. I'd rather not go. 
the great thing in Orlando is there's a strip mall for every single individual in that town. There is a lot of strip malls, not like stripper malls. Yeah, strip it's a weird strip town. Malls. Honestly, I don't like it. It's not my favorite city. It's not. No, bad. I, I I like Disney. I'm I'm a Disney guy. I don't hate Disney. I I'm like just Disney. saying, like Orlando in general, I, it's I'm, not. I, I prefer Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, Tampa's got its own issues, uh, which we can get into at a later but date. But the whole St. Pete thing, the St. Pete no, people hate like, Tampa. Tampa hates St. Pete. I, I think Ybor City is overrated. Orlando's downtown needs some help. I want I, to retire yeah. down south of Tampa, right in that area. Yeah, Maria, I like that area. That's my yeah. favorite area. Yeah, like give me Sarasota over both. Um, that's where Mac lives. Yeah. Yeah, but then Naples is really the best of them all. I can't Myers. afford that. Naples I'm, is really I'm, good. I'm, I'm never going to be able to live there. Yeah. Uh, I only the, the, the UCF is a oh, is yeah, a thirteen point favorite. Thirteen and a half. Ooh, I'm on it. Do you know what's a really cool part of Florida? Destin, the Destin area. I like Destin. I've never been. Yeah, highly recommend. Future Big Twelve game, Colorado at Utah. Talked about it earlier in the pod. Colorado at oh jeez, oh jeez. I twenty. 21 and a half, you win. What did I say? If it's anything under 30, I'm going to play Utah. I said play it blindly, whatever, no matter what it is. it is. Yeah. BYU at Oklahoma State. Oh, Oklahoma State, 12. Oh, got some val- got bloom value here. 17 and a half. Oh, give me the Cougs. Give me some Cougars. That Juco quarterback, I think he's got he some. Played, he played well. They ran experience the experience now. I just, I think Oklahoma State, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Oklahoma State. Baffling. West Virginia at Baylor. Oh, no. West Virginia, six. Six and a half. Just because we mentioned it in the pod, Florida State at Florida. Wow. This is tricky. Florida gave Missouri a game this is, day. 11. Well, Travis is out. Oh, he is? Did you hear what happened? He's out for the year. Well, I know they broke sh- his leg. I saw him being yeah, carted off. That's not good. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll amend that. Because it's in it's in Gainesville, right? Yeah. Seven. Six. Okay. I, can Florida State win with a backup quarterback in Gainesville? Or are they that much better than Florida? I don't Florida? think Florida's very good. I think that's a fascinating game, though. That'll be hot. Really pissed. That's the same time as yeah. Iowa State. That really ruins yeah. my day. To go to that is that blueberry beer bar still there? <laughs> no, actually, because the last time I, was, I tried to go, Bloom and I stumbled upon this beer, and we became obsessed with it. And we like talked about days. it here on the show. Yeah, we when we would drink three it days. all the time. Sea Dog, Sea Dog Brewery, and they had a brewery there in yep. Florida. They had yep. a restaurant. Every time I go to Orlando, I try and go there. And now it's I think it's shut down. Sea Dog Blueberry Week. I think COVID killed it. Oh, that's a bummer. Kansas at Cincinnati. Oh, what a weird game. Kansas, 10. Six. Hmm. I'm super pissed. All the games I care about are at the same time. Why do they do Clemson that? Clemson at South Carolina. Clemson, five. Seven. What's South Carolina's record this year? Not very good, yeah. Clark. Well, they won. They beat Kentucky. Four and six. If you're Mark Stoops and you're making $10 million a year 
and you're complaining about NIL, you shouldn't go six and five. Six and six. Probably shouldn't do that. I'm telling you the the middle to back end of these Big Ten and SEC are not good jobs anymore. Nope. I won't I don't want that Kentucky. Unless job. you just want a paycheck. That's what you're getting. Especially, one, especially with, like Kentucky, who wants to invest in basketball as well. Yeah, and you have a basketball coach openly shits mm-hmm. on your football right. program. Right. That, I have a feeling that school's in trouble. I, I had a coach this week, not at Iowa State. Tell me. I'm texting around because the uh, it was mainly the A&M stuff. I didn't think Campbell would go there, but I'm like, well, what's chances Leipold or a guy yeah. like that makes the jump? And, and I had a coach head coach in the country tell me, man, those jobs just aren't worth, unless you're strictly just trying to get a paycheck. He's like, but you can get rich at these other schools. Yeah, I mean, Matt, I'd be interested if Matt gets an extension this offseason. Because he's in the bottom third down the Big 12. You, I would argue he's a top half coach. So, something to keep in mind. <laughs> the whole I hate I, I know I hate this sport. I love it and I hate it. It's just it's, it's already getting goofy though. Well it's, I, we're I, in the middle of the goofy season. So I would make the argument that Matt deserves more than what he's making. Based on based what on he market. brings in. Based on the market. Based on the market and based on what Iowa State football brings in to the university. But the argument I would make is the only reason all these guys are so rich is because they don't pay their workers. Fair. This is why when you go around to NFL practice, they don't even have them. They got to ship them out. Like it's why the colleges are, they have better locker rooms than these NFL franchises because they actually pay their employees. There's actually some talk that the A&M's number one target is Dan Campbell with the Lions. Um, that is not talk. That is a fact. I've heard that too. Because they would literally double his paycheck. That's my point. Yeah. That's the whole point I'm trying to make. It's why I like these, because other than, if that if not, why wouldn't Bill Belichick back in the day have been making like $15 million a year? Oh, I, I bet, yeah, he's not. He's, oh, there, there's a reason, because it's a business, and they have to pay the quarterback, and they have to pay the kicker, and they have to pay the center. Yeah. See, this is where college lost we, everybody. We, we, you're right. But this is where they but lost everybody. Get it back. No, I know. But, so, where the true... Amateurism guy has lost me because I'm. I was always even ten years ago like, man, they get scholarships. It's a great yep. opportunity. Like, I, yep. But when we started doing all the realignment, and then the TV money got as big as it was, and and when coordinators are now making like two, three million dollars, mm-hmm. and it was almost like, hey, like they have to spend the money somewhere, right? And they're just trying to find ways to even this thing out. And that's when that was when I was like, okay, we probably should just modify this thing a little bit. Yeah, I think I think well, it's it's overdue. But the problem is how do you how do you do it now? That would be my like point. You can't, you can't go to a program that's got a fifty million dollar stadium project going on and be like, Okay, well now we're gonna screw with your budget for now until eternity. Like, I don't know what the I don't know. Is. I don't know what the answer is. And it's gotta be I think at some point there will be a revenue share component. Yes. Um, but it, it, uh, they'll fight it tooth and nail because somebody's losing out money then. 
Somebody who's currently getting money will lose money if you go to well, a I'll tell you who's going to lose the money. The it's coaches, the coaches and, won't make as much. And the, and the administrators right. won't make as much. That's, Commit, conference commission, like the whole thing. I'm with you. And that, and my argument would be like, because they're going to be like, well, we're going to have to cut all these sports. And maybe, and you're probably right. You probably will. Yeah. But I would also say like, well, instead of paying your head football coach $10 million, pay him 5 and you can keep your two soccer teams going. Right. And then, but who's going to take half that when the market is what it is and so that's it's a it's a interest like even like this week speaking of k-state they just they just signed um their athletic director to an extension i saw that yeah and he's making over a million dollars as the ad and deservedly so yeah i know yeah, no but i'm just saying yeah, that the, yeah. that money there's there's now a the, there's been an arms race in the athletic director world i would too. i would say like do these college football programs need 50 people on their staff i don't know i I mean, Dan McCarney didn't do that. Nope. And, right? Like, nope. <laughs> like Larry, we, the conversation with Larry is like, yeah, we, me and my staff were working out of a trailer at yeah. Southern Miss. It's just, but that's, you can't put the genie back in. And I, I think it's, it's all related. But like, if you're Jamie Pollard, I, you know, I make the argument, Matt Campbell's the most important person in the last 25 years at Iowa State. I'm, I agree. So you give him his raise. I, I, yeah, I mean, I absolutely. You know, so I, I don't absolutely. know what the right answer. I don't know. Is. I don't think there is a right answer. Yeah, I'm just, I'm being very transparent here. I have no idea. Yeah, but my 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 mind has shifted. Of I was a lot that attitude of yeah. I mean, I wish I had a scholarship and all yeah. this stuff. But now it's like the money is so out of control, seat up, and it's not slowing down. And then the playoffs only going to add to that. And then the problem is you lose the whole bacteria amateurs thing. When you've got coordinators making two to three million dollars plus now you've got these mega conferences that you're flying you've you've thrown out all all none, uh, of, none of it's for the good geography. of the student athlete, you know. Yeah. They lost and, me on and, that. And too. so it's like, well, if you're if you if you you made the choice to chase this money, great. Capitalism can be a great thing. But then you if you're gonna have a capitalist world of college athletics then guess what people are going to want to take advantage of the capitalism and that's the actual student athletes yeah well and, and that's where i just i wish that they would just look with straight in the eye and they just can't say, yeah. this is a business yeah this is a business and we have a great setup because we don't have to pay the workers <laughs> like well, it's, it's just the reality like i i, I i'm not even blaming anybody no, it's, it's nobody's just, fault the whole thing evolves so fast yep. because of money and television and now we're spinning it's yeah how you stop it from spinning I don't know. Guys like you, it's why it's why guys like you exist. Yeah, I, Way smarter than me. I'm the guy who just puts a microphone in front of me and yells. That I, I accomplish nothing by doing that. And I'm not even again, like I am not I am not my old co host Ross Peterson who thinks, Oh, it's collusion and you know No, I don't think it's that. I, I truly believe I, I do like not that think it's that. It started in the most genuine place in the mm-hmm. world, and it just evolved. And then the it got, the toothpaste is out, man. It, it, it grew too fast. It's mm-hmm. like Jurassic Park, when all of a sudden the dinosaurs just took over. Like you can't get them back in. Yes, it's when the dinosaurs. Yeah, that's where we're that's at. Right. It, and now we have to go and kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> right. It's, it's honestly there's something. To, this, you might have to murder the sport. <laughs> and I'll not make uh, a Rose Bowl uh, comment. No, okay. No. No. Speaking of dinosaurs and blazers. Jeez. There's never been an entity that's done more to hurt the sport of college football than the frickin' Rose hey, Bowl. Hey, I still got that Fiesta Bowl guy on speed dial, though. Sure guy? Him, yeah. Yeah, sent me a text after the BYU game. Say, hey, maybe we might meet up in Fiesta Bowl. I'm like, okay, nope. No, we're not. 
Good show. Yeah, long show. Yeah. We uh, went an hour 15 today, but yeah. we had a lot to cover. A lot, a lot to cover. But hey, please enjoy the late. When are you new? Tuesday at noon with the late. Yeah, and that's probably, Brent, going to be our Wednesday podcast yeah. this week. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Yes. Because I just, I'm slammed. I don't I'm, know how I'm going to get everything. I'm going to Manhattan. Can't wait. You're back in the booth. Back in the booth. I got to go to my place. Uh, I got the, the old school pump? radio gear. Oh, do you? It's the. Um, like old school women's basketball, Rich Fellingham years oh, gear. Oh, Rich the legend. Yeah, man. God rest his God soul. Rest we his miss soul. him. Yep. We miss Rich, man. It's not the same without him. It's not. Tall, tall Grass Tap House is where I'll be. Where I will be. Tall Grass night. is an amazing brewery. They actually do a really. Good They're job. really the Buffalo yeah. Sweat is yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh, I That's love it. Going to be. It's the only stout in the world that uh, I can drink year round. I'm gonna see if I can get Walters to stay up past 8 p.m. Good luck with that, Thank man. Thank you. Godfather. You know, Heft and I will be holding it down. Yeah, Heft will be out yeah. until one. Yeah. God, Heft and I had so much fun that year in the Bahamas. He's the best. Because you just walk from this ballroom to your hotel room You're to right get to there. work. Yeah. yeah. And like in between, there's like three bars. So Heft and I just stop and that was, you know, things weren't going great at that point. No. Although no, we were with Halliburton. Tyrese Halbert. It was which a was, legend. Which was, and he was the, like him and he's right there with Niang and Naz is the single like best dudes ever to work with. Halbert, yeah, yeah, he is as good a person as he is a player, and I think he's obviously. I've been banging the Halliburton drum. Yeah, you've been the, a little snarky. Well, I have, yeah. I have, but that's you know it, it's worked. Now he's getting attention. It's not because of me. It's because he's putting up thirty-five points and no turnovers. Incredible, incredible. All right, appreciate good show. you, man. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. So the Larry one will come out on Tuesday. That will serve as our Wednesday pod, but I want to put it out on Tuesday because. A lot of Thanksgiving travel. Yep, we're we we're not just teasing this to get premium subs. I strategically said to Brent, I go, we're going to put this out so people have it for their Thanksgiving travel. That's right. Is the idea. So I will get that ready tomorrow, and it'll be up on Tuesday. And you guys really enjoy it. We we are thankful for all of you, all of our great sponsors as well. He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. Happy Thanksgiving, guys.